Don Cardwell and Jerry Johnson are warming up. Cardwell in the bullpen and Jerry Johnson out by the dugout. The lineups are being given to the crowd. Here's Jay and for the lineups and batting orders for today's game. Let's check with Ralph Kiner. Okay, Bob Murphy for the Philadelphia Phillies. The leadoff batter will be Terry Harmon at second base. Batting second in center field, Johnny Brick. Batting third, playing first base, Richie Allen. Batting fourth in right field, Johnny Callison. Batting fifth, playing third base, Darren Johnson. Batting sixth in left field, Ron Stone. Batting seventh, the catcher, Dave Watkins. Batting eighth and playing shortstop, Don Money. And the pitcher, Jerry Johnson, batting ninth. For the New York Mets, the leadoff batter will be Tommy Agee in center field. Batting second and playing third base, Wayne Garrett. Batting third, playing first base, Don Clendenin. Batting fourth in left field, Art Shamsky. Batting fifth, playing second base, Ken Boswell. Batting sixth, playing right field, Ron Swoboda. Batting seventh and catching, Jerry Grody. Batting eighth at shortstop, Bud Harrelson. And the pitcher, Don Cardwell, batting ninth. Mets have met the Philadelphia Phillies 13 times this year. They have won seven and lost six. And here at Shea Stadium, the Phillies hold the edge as they have won four of the seven games played. This game in today and the final game tomorrow at Shea between the Mets and Phillies. It's going to be Gary Gentry pitching for the Mets' record 10 and 11. Philly champion going for the Phillies with a record of 5 and 7. Let's start the action today. Four and a half games back of the first place Chicago Cubs in the Eastern Division. The Mets have won 78 and lost 57. Philadelphia Phillies have won 55 and lost 80. They are 27 and one half games back in fifth place in the Eastern Division. Pittsburgh Pirates are five games back of the Mets, nine and a half back of Chicago. And the St. Louis Cardinals are five and a half games back of the Mets and ten games back of the Cubs. Philadelphia in fifth place and Montreal in sixth. In the Western Division, San Francisco leads Cincinnati by a game and a half. They also have about that same margin over Los Angeles. Los Angeles a one percentage point behind the Cincinnati Reds in third place. Atlanta two games back. Houston four and a half games out. And San Diego in last place in the Western Division, 34 and a half games away from first. Last night's results, the Mets... Beat the Phillies 5-1 in the first game of the doubleheaders. Tom Seaver became the first 20-game winner ever for the Mets and the first 20-game winner in the National League. In the second game, the Philadelphia Phillies came back to win it by a score of 4-2. Pittsburgh topped Chicago 9-2. Atlanta defeated Cincinnati 11-2. Houston over San Francisco 2-0. St. Louis beat Montreal 1-0. San Diego topped Los Angeles by a score of 4-1. In the Eastern Division, Baltimore leads in the American League by 14 and a half games over Detroit. Boston third, 18 and a half games back. Washington, New York, and Cleveland. In the Western Division, Minnesota with a six and a half game lead over Oakland. California in third, 24 back. Kansas City fourth, Chicago fifth, and Seattle sixth. American League results: Cleveland beat the Yankees two to one, and. The Yankees came back to win the second game by a score of 2-0. Baltimore over Detroit 8-4. Boston beat Washington 9-8. Seattle topped Kansas City 5-4. California beat Chicago 3-1. Oakland topped Minnesota by a score of 5-4. Both still waiting here for the field to be put in order and also for the starting pitchers to complete their warm-ups. And the Mets have announced that they have brought up 
quite a few ball players to their roster, added them to the roster here for the remainder of the season. Mets have brought up pitcher Jesse Hudson, who arrives on Sunday night, pitcher Bob Johnson, who arrives here in New York also on Sunday, and pitcher Les Moore, who comes in tonight. Outfielder Jim Gosker is here, infielder Bobby Heiss is here, and also first baseman Mike Jorgensen is here. And outfielder Amos Otis is due in this evening. So the Mets have added to their roster some fine young prospects. Incidentally, Mike Jorgensen batted 290 at Tidewater with 21 home runs and 69 runs batted in, 10 stolen bases. Jim Gosker had a fine year for the Mets. He was in the Greg Goosen trade, and he batted 341 for Tidewater with 10 home runs, 31 runs batted in, and 8 stolen bases. Amos Otis, after spending the early part of the season with the Mets, went down to Tidewater, batted 325 with 10 home runs and 43 runs batted in and 19 stolen bases. Bobby Heiss, who was with the Mets in spring training, hit 275 with two home runs and 36 runs batted in and 20 stolen bases. Bob Johnson at Memphis had a record of 13-4. and four. He had a 1.48 earned run average in 19 games. Les Roar also at Memphis in the Texas League had an earned run average of 3.19 and he had a record of 9-7. and seven. Jesse Hudson in 20 games at Memphis won 3 and lost 2. He only had 4 starts. He had a very, very good earned run average of 1.39. So the Mets have fortified themselves with Memphis out of the playoffs. And also Tidewater out. So they are ready for the final games of this 1969 season. The Mets will play a single game tomorrow, provided this ball game is in. And then they'll take on the Chicago Cubs playing Chicago on Monday night and Tuesday night. They'll close their homestand with a twilight doubleheader against Montreal in a single game a day game on Thursday. Mets then move on to Pittsburgh, St. Louis, and Montreal, coming back for the final home game, and it's going to be Pittsburgh Pirates in that final home stand. They'll play a twilight doubleheader on Friday night, a day game on Saturday, and a doubleheader on Sunday, and then the final two games of the year will be with the St. Louis Cardinals on the 23rd and 24th. Incidentally, those games are night games, and that last game, the Mets are going to present all the fans that attend the ball game a special momentum of the 1969 season. So not a whole lot left here at Shea Stadium as the Mets gun down the final month in their stretch drive for the first time in a battle for the National League pennant. Schedule shows Pittsburgh Pirates and Chicago with the starting pitchers Bob Beal going for the Pirates. He has a record of 10 and 11. Ferguson Jenkins is pitching for Chicago. He has a record of 19 and 11. Also scheduled for night games, Atlanta at Cincinnati, Montreal at St. Louis, San Francisco at Houston, and Los Angeles at San Diego. In the American League, the Yankees are playing a night game at Cleveland. Washington has a day game with Boston. Joe Coleman pitching for Washington, his record 10 and 11. Lee Stang going for the Red Sox. He has a record of 5 and 7. Baltimore at Detroit. Jim Palmer going for the Orioles. His record 14 and 2 for the year. Mickey Lulich going against him. Mickey with a record of 17 and 8. Minnesota plays Oakland a day game. And two other night games. Chicago, California. Kansas City at Seattle. Umpires at home plate going over the grounds rules with Gil Hodges and the manager of the Philadelphia Phillies, George Myatt. 
And Don Cardwell has just completed his warm-up pitching out in the bullpen in right field. Umpires for the game today, calling the balls and strikes, Tony Vincent. At first base, Frank Sicori. At second base, Dave Davidson. And the umpire at third base is Paul Pryor. That's playing Philadelphia Phillies 13 games this year. And the Mets have won seven. The Phillies have won six. And here at Shea Stadium, the Phillies hold the edge as they have won four of the seven ball games played. Last night, the Mets had 40,000. And their attendance now at 1,739,433. And in spite of the rain... Here today, we have another good crowd, and if you're around the area and you haven't made your plans, good seats available here at Shea Stadium for this ball game, which again is a very important game for the New York Mets. Don Cardwell on the mound for the Mets, Don with a record of 5-9, and nine. and on the mound for the Philadelphia Phillies, Jerry Johnson. We have just a slight breeze going out toward left field, it's very heavy. Here, here at the ballpark with the humidity. Overcast, guys. No rain falling at all. Field condition is fairly good in the infield. It is extremely bad in the outfield. Puddles all over the outfield, especially in the corners. Got the ground screw here doing a great job to get this field ready for any play at all. Now Gil Hodges going back to the dugout. The umpires are taking their stations. And also George Myatt going back to the dugout. And in just a moment here, we'll have the New York Mets taking the field. And as the umpires take their stations, a few umbrellas go up, and we do have a little bit of shower activity here at Shea Stadium. Very light. Weather report is that there are to be showers this afternoon. Now Tony Vincent goes over toward the Mets dugout. At Boston, Washington did not score in the top of the first inning, and Boston now coming up against Joe Coleman, Jr. Lee Stang pitching for the Boston Red Sox. And now the New York Mets take the field. Mets are playing without Cleon Jones. He still has the bruised right hand, and the Mets are hoping that he'll be ready very soon, and especially for the Chicago Cubs series on Monday night and Tuesday night. Phillies are playing without Larry Heisel. Larry, their young rookie star player, is out of action for the time being. At Boston, Carl Yastrzemski has hit his 35th home run with a man on base, and Boston now leads Washington by a score of 2 to nothing as they bat in the bottom of the first inning. Don Cardwell testing out the turf in front of the mound. Now going back to the top of the pitcher's mound and right here from Shea Stadium, our national anthem. Our national anthem.
Johnson from Jay Stadium. Well, before the ball game here today, it was camera day, and hundreds of boys and girls and adults, too, out taking pictures of their favorite Mets. And later on, prizes will be awarded to the number one and other snapshots that have been picked out as the best taken here today. The lights have been turned on at Shea Stadium. And Don Cardwell already breaking into a sweat as he takes his warm-up pitches preparatory to pitching to the Philadelphia Phillies, Terry Harmon, Johnny Briggs, and Richie Allen. As we mentioned before, the Mets are trailing Chicago four and a half games in the National League Eastern Division race. They are three games behind the loss column. They have four games to play this year, remaining this year with the Chicago Cubs. And they lead the Pittsburgh Pirates, the third place team, by five games. The Pirates are nine and a half games back of Chicago. The Mets have nine games to play with the Pittsburgh Pirates on their remaining schedule. Now the throw on down to second base and here for the play-by-play. Bob Murphy. All right, Ralph, Terry Harmon, the second baseman. A graduate of Ohio University in Athens, Ohio, right-hand hitter. A lead-off against Don Cardwell. This is the kind of day that calls for more determination. For the playing service is not going to be an easy one to operate on. Terry Harmon hitting at 227. Now the windup and the pitch by Cardwell, and he stumbles getting out of his windup. So no pitch is made, and Cardwell goes back and with his right foot tries to dig a hole for himself there to get some leverage. Don Clendenin applying first, Ken Boswell at second, Bud Harrelson at short, and Wayne Garrett is playing third. Art Shamsky in left, Tommy Agee in center, Ron Swoboda in right. And the pitch to Terry Harmon is a base hit through the hole in the left field. He was waiting on the very first pitch, and he lined it between Garrett and Harrelson. Johnny Briggs, the batting star of the twin bill for the Phillies last night, comes up. He had five hits in the doubleheader. He's batting at 231. He's a left-hand hitter. Let's play him as a pull hitter with Tommy Agee moving over to right center. Just impossible to tell how difficult it will be, be to run on the outfield until it is tried out. Off the outside, corner ball one. One thing you know, it will not be easy. This being the last time around in the closing stages of the National League season. Every effort must be made to get a ball game in. Now Cardwell up in pitching position. Delivers to Briggs. Under the knees, two balls and no strikes. Cardwell must work very cautiously after giving up a hit to Terry Harmon to Johnny Briggs because Richie Allen is waiting on deck. Cardi has a lifetime record against Philadelphia of 12 wins and 6 losses. This year against Philadelphia, Cardwell has won none, lost two. The 2-0 delivery, the runner goes, a swing and a miss, the fake by Grody to slide, out at second. throw by Jerry Grody right on top of the bag into Buddy Harrelson's glove and Harmon 
is thrown out as the hit-and-run play fails to gel. So one out and nobody on, two and one to Johnny Briggs. Fouled off the end of the bat, it's two balls and two strikes. That was a picture throw made by Jerry Grody. He placed it right on top of the second base cushion. Now Cardwell getting his sign from Grody. We are just underway here at rain-drenched Shea Stadium. The 2-2 delivery, way outside, ball three, three and two. They are underway at Wrigley Field. The Pirates did not score in the first off Ferguson Jenkins. Bob Beal has been pitching very well since the All-Star break, hooking up against Fergie Jenkins. Inside, and he walks Briggs in front of Richie Allen. We pause for station identification. This is the New York Mets Baseball Network. This is WKAJFM, Saratoga Springs, New York. 102.3 on your FM dial, the home of the New York Mets. Bob Murphy with Ralph Kainer and Lindsey Nelson were just underway. Richie Allen, the batter, one out and one on. And the pitch by Cardwell, low, outside, ball one. The dangerous Richie Allen with 29 home runs and 68 runs batted in. Let's have the infield a straightaway, a double play depth against Richie Allen. Wayne Garrett giving some ground at third against the big booming bat. And the pitch. Ground ball, bounced slowly, moving in quickly, Boswell to Harrelson. Now to first, double play, the side is out. Richie Allen hitting a bouncer to second base, and Ken Boswell starts the double play. No runs, one hit, no errors, and none left. In the middle of the first, the Phillies nothing, the New York Mets coming to bat. Yeah, that's right. I'm going to jump off this bridge. Hold on. Look, pal, now it's an ugly world, and I'm going to go. Don't tell me. I stood right where you're standing just last month. What? I was going to jump, too. Then I thought to myself, jumping from a bridge is kind of squirrely. Real people don't jump from bridges. No kidding. So what did you do? I tried to think of the most subtle, inconspicuous, sophisticated way out. Yeah, and what was that? (laughs) I started smoking cigarettes. Cigarettes? Yeah, yeah, I like that. That's got class. Have you got a cigarette for me? Sure. One of the new long ones. They're fantastic. Mm -hmm. Have you ever thought about increasing your life insurance? No. No, as a matter of fact, I haven't. I know a little place a few blocks from here. Nice Italian food. We can talk, smoke a lot, you know. Hey, good, good, yeah. (laughs) This message was brought to you by your American Cancer Society. Tommy Agee will lead off for New York against right-hander Jerry Johnson. Jerry is a 25-year-old right-hander, makes his home in Jacksonville, Florida. He has good size. He's 6'3", weighs 195. And the pitch on the way, fouled high into the air, coming back as the catcher Watkins. No play, it's just behind his reach. 
Jerry Johnson originally was signed as an infielder by the New York Mets. Later converted into a pitcher and drafted by Philadelphia about two years ago. This year he has won six and lost 11 with the Phillies. Lifetime against New York, Jerry Johnson against New York has won none and lost two. Tommy Agee batting at 280 with 24 home runs and 67 ribbies. High, he lays off one ball, one strike. For the Phillies, Richie Allen playing first, Terry Harmon at second. Don Money is the shortstop with Darren Johnson playing third. Ron Stone in left field, Johnny Briggs in center, Johnny Callison in right. And a high infield pop fly. Richie Allen and Terry Harmon converge. Harmon calls, and he makes the catch. Now Wayne Garrett coming up. Wayne hitting a 227. Mike Jorgensen, Bobby Heiss, and Jim Gosker are all in uniform and available to Gil Hodges for the game today, having just completed their International League season when they lost out in the playoffs last night. Amos Otis will be joining tomorrow. Over the outside corner, a call strike. All four men coming up from Tidewater had a real good year in the International League. And the pitch on the way is popped up by Garrett on the left side of the diamond. Near a second, the shortstop money has an easy play. So two outs and nobody on. Now Don Glendonough. Don Clendenon had an eight-game hitting streak stopped in the second game of the doubleheader last night. Don hitting 264 with 13 home runs. Low and outside ball one. 12 home runs, check that, and 43 runs batted in. Art Shamsky is the on-deck batter. And a fly ball hit the left center field, slicing through the water, Johnny Briggs, and he has it. Side retired, the Mets go down, one, two, three. When an outfielder takes off going after a fly ball, you can see the water spraying around his feet. No runs, no hits, no errors, and none left on. At the end of one inning, the Phillies nothing and the New York Mets nothing. And a note of interest to all you senior citizens who look forward to a pleasant afternoon here at Shea. Watching the Mets in action. The last of the four Senior Citizens Days will take place Thursday afternoon of next week when the Mets are playing the Montreal Expos. That date is September 11th. The game starts at 2.05 p.m. All senior citizens, 60 years of age and over, will be admitted to Shea on Thursday afternoon for the 50-cent service charge. So we hope you'll join us for an afternoon of relaxation here at the ballpark. We're looking forward to seeing you, and you'll have a pleasant day, I'm sure. The date again is Thursday afternoon, September 11th. The Mets playing the Montreal Expos. In the game at Chicago... In the last of the first inning, the Cubs have two runs in, and they are still hitting. 
Johnny Callison will face Don Cardwell in the top half of the second. Johnny Callison, 10-year veteran. Batting at 263, a left-hand hitter. Had a swing and a miss on an off-speed pitch strike one. Mets gained a half game on Chicago when they split last night as the Cubs were beaten yesterday afternoon. Infield and the outfield both around to right against Callison. And a slow ground ball going foul in behind Billy DeMars coaching at first base. So a two-strike count. Darren Johnson, the on-deck batter, and then Ron Stone, the left fielder. Cardwell gave up a leadoff hit to Harmon in the opening inning, but he was caught stealing. Beautiful throw by Jerry Grody. Fastball off the outside corner. One ball and two strikes. We have a remarkable crowd this afternoon when you realize how hard it rained throughout the morning. Pitching one and two. That's high and Callison lets it go. Two and two. Johnny Callison, a lifetime 272 hitter. Hit foul down the left field line, no play. Chicago scored two off Bob Field in the last of inning number one. At the end of one, the Chicago Cubs two and the Pittsburgh Pirates nothing. Bob Field against Fergie Jenkins. Swing and a miss. He struck him out. Good fastball by Don Cardwell. One out and nobody on. It brings up third baseman Darren Johnson. Darren Johnson, right-hand power hitter, has made quite a comeback. He's hitting 261 with 16 homers. A swing and a miss on a slider, strike one. Darren was with the Atlanta Braves last year, but saw only limited duty. Tommy Agee, a couple of steps to left center against the big right-hand batter from San Diego, California. Now Darren asks for time, granted by Tony Benson, and he steps out. Cardwell out of his windup. Here's the pitch. A let-up hit on the ground down to third, charging his Wayne Garrett. Nice pickup. The throw out at first base. Oh, what a split by Don Sundunen to go out and get the throw. Wayne Garrett had a tough one to work with. He had to charge in and come up with a short hop with a glove and swipe. 
He then threw across the diamond. It was going to be very close. But Clendenin, who's 6-4, used that split to go out and get the throw. Two outs and nobody on. The batter is Ron Stone, the left fielder. Stone hitting 247. Ground ball going foul down the first baseline. Billy DeMars coaching at first, and manager George Mad runs his ball club off the coaching lines at third. Hit on the air to short left field. Shamsky coming in, coming in, coming in. Makes the grab. The side is out. You can't be sure of anything until that outfield today. No runs, no hits, no errors, and none left on. At the end of an inning and a half, the New York Mets nothing, the Philadelphia Phils nothing. It's very interesting, but the pay is lousy. This is Artie Johnson for Vista. I meant what I said. The pay is lousy. Vista volunteers only get $50 a month for the year they sign up, but they get an awful lot in satisfaction. The satisfaction of knowing that they've made life a little bit better for somebody who's had it pretty bad most of the time. Vista volunteers, volunteers in service to America, spend a year where the real poverty is, in the big city slums, in migrant worker camps. They teach. They help get cooperation from red tape-ridden agencies. They do whatever they can to make life a little bit better. It's one of the few programs in the land of plenty that's designed to help the plenty who have nothing. It's not a job. It's a dedication. If you think you might have the guts to try, write VISTA. V-I-S-T-A, Box A, Washington, D.C. Now that's what I call very interesting. is trying hard to break through the overcast. It shall be welcome. Art Shamsky is He will lead off against Jerry Johnson. In the second, we have no score. The wind-up by Johnson. Here's the pitch. Fastball outside. He's a hard thrower. He was originally signed by the New York Mets as a third baseman. Shamsky appeared to break out of his slump at that doubleheader yesterday. Fly ball hit the right field. Callison jogging over into right center makes the catch. Oh, is he wading through water out there? You can hear the crowd reaction in the background as they watch Callison slashing through the water in the outfield. As long as you don't have to go full tilt, you'll be all right. But if you have to go full speed, mm-mm. Ken Boswell has had 14 hits in his last 29 times at bat. Kenny has raised his batting average up to 260. Jerry Johnson pitching for the Phillies. Got off to a big start at San Diego in the Coast League last year, and the Phillies brought him up toward the middle of the season. He finished 4-4. Four and four. Outside, one ball and no strikes. 
Ron Swoboda will be hitting next against Jerry Johnson. Now the pitch to Boswell. Grounder hit hard to first. Richie Allen snags it. Waves the pitcher off. Takes it himself. Two men down. And Jerry Johnson has retired five in a row at the start of the game. Ron Swoboda is hitting 242 with six home runs and 41 runs batted in. Jerry Grudy comes out on deck. Low and outside, one ball and no strikes. Dave Watkins crouched behind the plate. The 1-0 delivery misses inside. It's two balls and no strikes. Tony Benson umpiring behind home plate with Frank Sicori at first, Dave Davidson at second, and Paul Pryor at third. Curve that's over, a call strike. In Detroit, Willie Horton has hit a three-run homer. He's having quite a finish. He now has 26 for the year, and Detroit leads Baltimore 4-1 to one at the end of the first inning. Fouled out of play. The Red Sox on home runs by Carl Yastrzemski and Sid O'Brien got four in the first inning against Washington. Boston four, Washington nothing at the end of an inning and a half. The Yankees have a night game in Cleveland. The 2-2 delivery, ground ball bounced to second, a big hop. Taken easily by Terry Harmon, and he throws on to Richie Allen. The Mets go down one, two, three. No runs, no hits, no errors, and none left on. At the end of two innings, the Philadelphia Phillies nothing and the New York Mets nothing. Many people, when they reach 65, would like to slow down a little, but not necessarily to retire completely. Well, you do not have to retire completely to get Social Security benefits. You can earn as much as $1,680 in a year and still get a Social Security check every month. You can earn a good deal more than $1,680 in a year and still get part of the benefits, depending on how much more you earn. And here's an important point. No matter how much money you earn during the year, you can get a benefit check for any month in which you earn no more than $140. You've just heard a lot of figures. $1,680 in a year, $140 in a month, age 65. Don't be confused. If you have any questions at all about retirement, earnings, and Social Security benefits, get in touch with your Social Security office. The people there will be glad to answer your questions and help you apply for benefits. Here at Jay, we go to the third and to pick up the action, Ralph Kainer. Thank you, Bob Murphy, and hi, everyone. And the sun is breaking out here at Jay Stadium, and we're going to have a... Nice-looking day here before it's all over, at least for a while. Don Cardwell's first pitch is punted in the air. Grody goes down the line in foul territory toward third and makes the catch. So the catcher, Jerry Grody, puts out the catcher, Dave Watkins, of the Philadelphia Village. One pitch, one away, and Don Bunny coming up. 
Watkins batting 183. Money coming up, batting 225. Now you can get a larger loan in New York, speaking of money, up to $1,400 from the largest lending company, HFC, Household Finance. Money one for six in this series and five home runs to his record with 38 runs batted in. And Cardwell's first delivery, a call strike at the knees. Fastball through, strike one. At the end of one, Chicago two, Pittsburgh nothing. Right here, no score after two. And a curve that's outside and low in the count. One ball, one strike. Cardwell has given up one hit, an opening signal. Single to Terry Harmon. He was then thrown out by Jerry Grody trying to steal. Johnny Briggs walked, but Richie Allen hit into a double play. In the second, Johnny Callison struck out. Darren Johnson was out in a good play by the third baseman, and Ron Stone wide out the left. Now, a ground ball down to Don Clendenin at first base, and Don fields the ball, goes to the bag, two men away, and it brings up the pitcher, Jerry Johnson. Johnson has been up 36 times with six base hits this year. He has driven in two runs. Right-hand batter. Cardwell with a record of 5-9 and nine this year. He has lost two of those nine games to the Phillies with no win. Lifetime against Philadelphia, his former parent club. He was 12-6. and six. And the first pitch. Curveball outside of all. Cardwell was traded from the Phillies to the Chicago Cubs in his very first time out for Chicago. He became the first player and only player to pitch a no-hit, no-run game after a trade. Ground ball through the middle, a base hit. So Johnson has his first hit of this ball game. That is the second off Cardwell. And with two men away, Jerry Harmon comes up, and he had the first hit off Cardwell back in the first. Harmon hitting 232. He is two for six in this series. Cardwell later on was traded to the St. Louis Cardinals and quickly traded on to the Pittsburgh Pirates almost in the same move. The Mets acquired him from Pittsburgh. Now the right-hander in the set position and the pitch. Breaking ball low at the ball. Don Clendenin at first base is playing deep behind the runner. Jerry Johnson, the pitcher of the film. No score. Two men out top of the third. And the 1-0 pitch. Just outside. A slider missing. Ball two. Harmon hit the first pitch of the ball game for his base hit. He's a right-hand batter. Chokes up in the bat. He's had no home runs, and he has driven in 14 runs in 69 games. 2.32 average. And the 2-0 pitch. Hit on the ground toward Boswell at second. He feels the ball, takes the shortcut, throws the Harrelson covering at second base for the force play that retires the side. No runs, one hit, no errors, and one man left on. And in the middle of the third, it's the Phillies nothing, the New York Mets nothing. The finest in Italian cuisine and a wide array of steaks, chops, and seafood await your dining pleasure at Mangino's Restaurant, located in the south end of Saratoga Lake. 
But there's a big difference between just ordinary Italian or American cuisine and Mangino's fine foods. At Mangino's, your order is never prepared hours before. Mangino's realize that good food cannot be hurried, and they ask you to give them a little time to prepare it properly. All dishes are prepared to your order when your order is placed, never simmering away for hours or minutes in the kitchen. And that's the big difference at Mangino's. Why not enjoy eating Italian food the way it should be savored? And done at Mangino's Restaurant, located in the south end of Saratoga Lake at Route 9P, just two miles from Route 9. A complete line of Italian specialties are served to tempt the palate, and their steaks and chops and seafood are equally as delightful. If you're planning a banquet or party for up to 75 people, call Mangino's for their special party menu. They'll be happy to give you complete details. That's Mangino's Restaurant, the home of truly fine foods, Route 9P, the south end of Saratoga Lake. Doris ball game and checking out the Philly bullpen, we see that they're doing their own grounds work out there with a shovel and also a broom trying to fix up the bullpen, which was inundated by the heavy rains. The outfield area also very heavy here, but a marvelous job by Johnny McCarthy, the crew chief, to get this field in reasonably playable shape. Jerry Grody will lead off for the Mets here in the third. No score. Jerry batting for the first time since his home run last night that iced up a ball game for Tom Seaver. And Jerry tries a bunt, but it's fouled on the third base side. Strike one. Grody one for four in this series, and his home run last night is fifth of the season. He now has 37 runs batted in and an average of 244. Mets won the first game 5-1 to one last night and lost the second 4-2. to two. Tom Seaver becoming the first Met ever to win 20 ball games in one season and the first in the National League to win 20. Jerry Johnson with a one-strike pitch and it's grounded foul over toward the Philly dugout on the third base side. So Grody down with a two-strike count. It'll be Jerry Grody, Bud Harrelson, and Don Cardwell for Jerry Johnson, who has retired his first six batters in this game. And the right-hander, who has a record of 6-11, and 11, comes back at two strikes and misses with a breaking ball off the plate. One and two. Richie Allen at first base. Terry Harmon at second. And the next pitch, again a breaking pitch. This one too high, and it's ball two. Tom Money, the shortstop, and the third baseman, Darren Johnson. In left field, Ron Stone, Johnny Briggs in center, and Johnny Gallison in right. There's a drive deep to left. It's long gone. It's gone to bye. Jerry 
Lee with his sixth home run of the year. And the Mets take the lead by a score of 1-0. For Jerry, his 38th run batted in. And he now has hit a home run in his last two appearances to the plate. And the next pitch is to Bud Harrelson. And he fouls it into the stand, strike one. Brody had homered in the eighth inning off John Boozer for his fifth home run of the season, his last time up in yesterday's doubleheader. Harrelson, the left-hand batter, against the right-hander, and the next pitch is in for a call strike, so Jerry Johnson again out in front with a two-strike count. Harrelson's hitting 230, no home runs, and 20 runs better than Bud has one hit and six times up in the series. Next pitch is grounded down toward Allen. He fights it off and comes up with it. Passes to the pitcher covering, and the pitcher is late. Bud Harrelson beating the pitcher to the bag, and Johnson was late getting there. So we'll see how they'll score it. Harrelson beating the play, and now Don Cardwell coming up. Cardwell's been up 39 times with six hits, one of them a home run. He has driven in four runs. Although there was no visible error on the play, it could be scored an error of omission. could also be scored a base hit. Now Cardwell bunts and the ball is bunted foul. Strike one. Pittsburgh got three runs in the top of the second. They now lead Chicago by a score of three to two. And the scoring a base hit for Bud Harrelson. So now Harrelson at first base. He gets a base hit on the record books. And the count of one strike and Don Cardwell. Jerry Johnson sets up. Here's the pitch. It is bunted on and missed. Strike two. Cardwell missing a curve. Jerry Grody's home run that put the Mets in front 1-0 was his sixth of the season. His all-time high for home runs in any one season has been four. That was with the Mets in 67. And he now has 38 RBIs, which also is his career high for one season. Now a fun out toward the plate. And Jerry Johnson falls down trying to field the ball, and all hands are safe. Ball was butted out in front of the plate. Johnson came off the mound, tried to come to a quick halt, and get it down on his behind. And he could not handle the ball. And it is being scored a base hit for Don Cardwell. And on the play, Harrelson goes down to second. So three hits in a row. And time is called as Jerry Johnson goes over to get his cleats cleaned out. And while this action is taking place, we'll pause for station identification. This is the New York Mets Baseball Network. You're listening to New York Mets Baseball from WKAJFM 102.3 on your FM dial in Saratoga Springs, New York. Bob 
Murphy and Lindsey Nelson from Shea Stadium. The Mets leading 1-0. They have runners at first and second base. No one out. Bottom half of the third and their batter, Tommy Agee. Agee popped to second base his first time up his average at 279 with 24 home runs. That leads the club. 67 runs batted in. Now Jerry Johnson working from the set position. And his first pitch to Agee is bunted out in front of the plate. Johnson off the mound, stands up this time, fields the ball, throws to first base for the out. And on the sacrifice, Harrelson goes to third, Don Cardwell down to second, and that brings up Wayne Garrett. Garrett popped to shortstop his first time up. He has a 2.26 average with one home run and 31 runs batted in. Now the first pitch to Garrett, a left-hand batter, and it's outside of ball for ball one. Infield is in for the Philadelphia Phillies. Pittsburgh got three runs. In the top of the second, they lead Chicago 3-2. to two. The big hit in that inning was by Gene Alley. The drive in two big runs. 1-0 pitch, hit foul into the stands, and the count evens out at 1-1. One one. Alley's base hit was a two-out base hit that drove in two runs and put Pittsburgh in front. 3-2. to two. Cubs had gotten the run, two runs, in the bottom of the first. One ball, one strike count. Now the wind-up by Johnson and the pitch. It is hit out to left center field, and it will be caught, but the Mets just score a run. Catch is made by the left fielder, Ron Stone, and scoring from third after the catch on the sacrifice fly is Bud Harrelson. Well, the Mets now lead by a score of 2-0. The run batted in for Garrett is 32nd of the year, and it brings up Don Glendetta, holding that second base, Don Cardwell. Glendennon flat out to center field his first time up. And the first pitch to the right-hand batter is a breaking pitch that is swung on and fouled down in the dirt at strike one. Mets on a home run by Jerry Grody, his sixth of the season. And a sacrifice fly by Wayne Garrett that scored Bud Harrelson from third base. Leading by a score of 2-0 with two men out in the bottom half of the third. Now at one strike, the pitch back to Clendenin is a curveball over the inside corner for a call strike two. When Pittsburgh beat Chicago yesterday 9-2, it was the first time they have won at Wrigley Field this year. Mets have nine games left for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Five in Pittsburgh. Make it four in Pittsburgh. Five here. Here's a two-strike pitch. Swung on and missed. Strike three. And that ends the inning. Strike out the first in the ball game for Jerry Johnson. But the Mets scored two runs on three hits. No errors. One man left at second. And the score at the end of three. The Mets two. The Philadelphia Phillies nothing. 
Top of the fourth, the Mets leading by a score of two to nothing, and the Phillies coming up, and their first batter will be Johnny Briggs, the center fielder. Johnny walked his first time up. He has had five hits and eight times up in this series, and his average for the season is 231. Nine home runs, 34 runs batted in. He'll be followed by Richie Allen and Johnny Callison. On the mound, Don Cardwell. Don has given up no runs, allowed two hits while striking out one and walking one. And the veteran right-hander with the wind-up and pitch. Curveball in the dirt. It's ball one. Mets have Don Clendenin at first base. Ken Boswell at second. Bud Harrelson at short. And Wayne Garrett at third. All shaded toward the first base side. 1-0 pitch, fastball high and away. In the outfield, Art Shamsky in left field, Tommy Agee in center field, Ron Svoboda in right, all shaded toward right field. Two ball, no strike count. Cardwell tries again. And he picks up a strike over the inside corner with a fastball. It's 2-1. Two balls, one strike. And now Don at 2-1, misses inside for ball three. And remember, he has Richie Allen on deck. He walked Johnny Briggs ahead of Richie Allen in the first inning. But then he got Allen to hit into a double play. Now the 3-1 delivery. He walked him. Fastball way outside, ball four. So once again... Cardwell walks Briggs, and that brings up Richie Allen. Allen batting an even 300 at 29 home runs and 68 runs batted in. Right-hand batter with tremendous power. Very easily could be the strongest hitter in baseball today. Now Cardwell from the set position, and the first pitch is swung on a miss. Strike one. Yeah. 
Briggs has really been hot against the Mets. He has had five hits and eight times up. He has two walks in this ball game to get on base. And the next pitch has popped up. High, high pop-up near home plate. By it is Clendenin, and Clendenin makes the call as Jerry Grody says thank you. It was up there. So Allen is out on the foul to Don Clendenin, the first baseman. That brings up Johnny Callison. Johnny struck out his first time up, swinging at a fastball. Batting 263 for the year with 14 home runs and 48 runs batted in. Callison wearing glasses, a left-hand batter. Johnny Briggs at first base, and he draws some attention as Cardwell tosses over, not close. Chicago got a run in the bottom of the second. That ball game now tied at 3-3. Ferguson Jenkins going for number 20. Bob Veal pitching for the Pirates. And a fastball, a good play by Grody to keep it from being a wild pitch, and it's ball one. Pitch was way outside. Mets are leading here by a score of 2-0. Phillies have the time run at the plate. The 1-0 pitch. Fouled away and it's 1-1. One one. Cubs tied up that ball game in the second inning. On a base hit by Ferguson Jenkins. So he's helped his own cause as he works for number 20. One ball, one strike. Briggs was thrown out trying to steal his first time on base. Now again, he gets some attention from Cardwell, but a calling card throw. And again, a pitch way outside. Ball two. Two balls, one strike. Cardwell wiping the perspiration off. It's a very humid day at Shea. Lights are on at the ballpark. We've had intermittent sunshine, and we've also had intermittent rain. So, not too sure what will happen. Now the pitch. Again outside, ball three. And the pitch is way outside. Three balls, one strike. On deck batter, Darren Johnson. Callison out of the batter's box now back in. Cardwell sets. And the pitch. Hit high in the air to shallow left field. Harrelson goes out and makes the call with his hand up. And he goes back and Chamsky runs him off and makes the catch. So our Chamsky tracking through the very wet outfield picks up the put out and Briggs goes back to first. That brings up Darren Johnson. Darren was out on a chopper down to third his first time up on which 
Garrett charged and made a good pickup. Johnson batting 260 with 16 home runs and 68 runs batted in. Phillies have a 242 team batting average. The Mets are at 244. But the Phillies have hit 124 home runs. Mets have had 94 home runs for the year. So on paper, the Phillies with more power. First pitch is swung on a miss, strike one. Johnson going after a low outside curveball and missing badly. Jaron is. Darren has had one hit in seven times up in the series, and that one hit drove in a run off Tom Seaver. It was a triple to right center. Now the pitch back, fastball just off, and it's one and one. At the end of two and a half innings, Boston six, Washington nothing. Horton, Blair, and Powell have had home runs in the game in the Baltimore-Detroit game. Now a swing and a miss at strike two. In the Boston game, Yastrzemski got his 35th with a man out in the first. Sid O'Brien got his eighth in the second with a man on. In the Detroit-Baltimore game, Horton got his 26th, Blair his 26th, and Powell his 37th. Detroit leads by a score of... Four to three as Baltimore has had two home runs in the top of the third and they are still batting. The one-two pitch checked on and the pitch is outside. Two balls, two strikes. Cardwell missing with a breaking pitch. Yankees are scheduled at night against Cleveland. Minnesota has a day game against Oakland. Chicago has a night game against California. And Kansas City has a night game against Seattle. In the National League... Atlanta at Cincinnati, Montreal at St. Louis, San Francisco at Houston, Los Angeles at San Diego, all night game. Now a swing and a foul ball. Ball hit back against the screen. Fastball fouled off. It's two and two. Mets set a record in the first game of their doubleheader last night by playing their fastest game of the year behind Tom Seaver and Grant Jackson going for the Phillies. They played in one hour and 52 minutes. That's not the case when Don Cardwell pitches. Don is a very meticulous slow worker. Two balls, two strikes. And the pitch. It is hit to deep center field. Going back as A.G. He's going back to the edge of the warning track and he makes the catch. No runs, no hits, no errors. The leadoff walk and a man left at first. And the score in the middle of the fourth. The Mets to the Philadelphia Phillies. Nothing. Full Brewmaster does his shopping. He may be 5,000 miles from home. Standing on a high knoll surrounded by acres of vines. Hop vines. For Rheingold Brewmasters, shop in the heart of Bavaria. Selecting the world's finest hops. Hops that cost almost twice as much as domestic hops. Those costly Bavarian hops plus the choicest domestic hops brewed into a beer that's aged to perfection are just a few of the reasons Rheingold holds its head up high. The proud Rheingold 10-minute head. The symbol of Rheingold quality. The sign of a truly great beer. My beer is Rheingold the dry beer. That's for Rheingold whenever 
One ball, one strike, John. And the next pitch with the runner going is grounded off the foot of Ron Swoboda. Foul. The count goes to one and two on the hit and run play. Boswell is a very deceptive base runner according to the stat sheets. Ken has had seven stolen bases and has been thrown out only twice to add the best stealing percentage on the ball club. The club leader, Cleon Jones, is 16-7. and seven. Rod Gasper has had seven stolen bases and he has been thrown out three times. A.G. has eight and has been thrown out eight times. Throw to first base, chases Boswell back to tag. Sort of a social tag by Richie Allen. Now the one-two pitch again, the runner going, and again the ball is fouled down in the dirt. So Boswell getting a workout on a humid afternoon. Has to go back to first. The count remains one ball and two strikes. The track here is heavy for stealing bases. Of course, the hit-and-run play is not meant for a part of a stolen base. You actually make sure you don't get picked off and then go. And you have to depend on the batter to protect you. Now Boswell off. And the pitch. It is outside a low ball two. And the applause you hear in the background is for the score of the Pittsburgh-Chicago game. The Pirates out in the top of the third, and they scored three runs and lead by a score six to three over the Cubs. Knocking Ferguson Jenkins out of the box, he was going for his 20th win. Now the pitch back inside, and the full count of three and two. And with Boswell running before, you can bet he'll be going here again. said you can bet. I didn't say you can win. Nothing's ever taken for granted in this game of baseball. It's a game of hunches and managers play many, many ways. They have to. The runner is going and the pitch is inside and fouled off the batter. Ron Sobota as he tries to get out of the way. So Boswell for the third time returning to first base after a foul ball when he's been running with the pitch. ball, two-strike count. On deck batter, Jerry Grody. His home run got the Mets on the scoreboard and started a two-run rally. Now again, Boswell at first base. He is running, and the pitch is swung on and missed. The throw to second base is high, and in time, as the tag is made from the second baseman, and it's a strikeout double play, as Ron Swoboda did not protect the runner. No runs, one hit. No errors and no one left on base. And the score at the end of four, the Mets two, the Philadelphia Phillies, nothing. Hi, this is Greg Morris of Mission Impossible with an important question for young men. Do you know where you're going? Have you considered the Coast Guard? The United States Coast Guard builds well-rounded men, experts in a variety of fields, men with eyes on the future. At the United States Coast Guard Academy, you'll receive the finest education and military training a Bachelor of Science degree, and the commission in the United States Coast Guard. If you have the ability to take command, the Coast Guard is interested in you. At the Academy, you can concentrate on engineering, management, or oceanography. Your training and education will encompass every facet of the Coast Guard's humanitarian mission. 
If you have what it takes, take a career in the Coast Guard. For brochure and application form, write to the Director of Admissions, Coast Guard Academy, New London, Connecticut. That's the Director of Admissions, Coast Guard Academy, New London, Connecticut. Mets lead by a score of 2-0, and the skies are considerably darker. It certainly would appear we have another threat of rain. This is not yet an official ball game. Ron Stone will be leading off in the top half of the fifth inning. The Philadelphia left fielder skied to left his initial time at bat. Stone hitting 246. Pittsburgh now leading Chicago 8-3. They're still batting. And the pitch is on the outside corner. Strike one call. The Pirates are still batting in the top half of the third. And you hear the reaction from the crowd. The runs have just gone on the board. Pittsburgh 8, Chicago 3 in the third. They are still hitting. Outside, ball 2. It's 2-0. Two oh. Here's the pitch on the way. Low and inside. And now Cardwell will have to get his concentration going. Rich Nye has now replaced Don Nottabart for the Chicago Cubs. Jenkins was the starter. Ferguson Jenkins getting knocked out this early. Leo might very well bring him back on Monday night. Now Cardwell out of his windup. The three opens. And it's outside and we... Missed on the count. It's now three and one. Scoreboard count was wrong. He should have read two and one instead of three and oh. Three one delivery. Foul back towards the screen. It's three and two. Cardwell looking in. Ron Stone leading off the fifth inning, and the pitch on the way lined hard and to right a base hit. Ron Swoboda scoops the ball up, and Stone is on, leading off the fifth inning with a single to right field. Third base hit for the Phillies, and the Pirates have just scored another run. They now lead 9-3, and they are still batting in the third inning. Due to the excitement of the pennant race, the runs were being posted as they are scored instead of waiting until the half inning has been completed. Dave Watkins, the catcher, right-hand batter facing Cardwell. Here's the pitch on the way. In for a call strike is Brody. Bluffs a throw to first base. We have a long way to go in this one. The playing field in this kind of shape, anything can happen. 
Ground ball hammered towards shortstop. Harrelson to Boswell. One. That's all they can get. The ball dropped by Boswell. But he had completed the play at second base. He was in the act of throwing when the ball got loose. So Stone is forced to second. Watkins reaches on the force play. One out and one on. The batter is Don Money. Money hitting at 225 with five home runs and 38 runs batted in. Pittsburgh has scored six runs in the third inning at Wrigley Field, and they are still batting. Now Don Glendon holding against Don Watkins. Cardwell pitching from the stretch. Ground ball to shortstop. Snagged by Cardwell. He cut it off. Thrown to Helps and force play at second. Harrelson knifed in front of Boswell and grabbed the throw. We get the lead runner at second, two men down. Now we pause for station identification. This is the New York Mets Baseball Network. This is New York Mets Baseball on WKAJFM 102.3, Saratoga Springs, New York. Nelson and Ralph Kaner, top of the fifth inning, two down and one on. Buddy Harrelson and Ken Boswell almost had a jolting collision at second base. They both raced to cover the bag at second when Cardwell flagged down the ground ball. And at the last instant, Harrelson flashed in front of Boswell and made the force play. Now Jerry Johnson is up. And Philly pitcher takes a curve low and away. Ball one. Jerry Johnson, who started out in pro ball as a third baseman in the Mets farm system. Got a base hit his first time up. He's single to center. Pitch by Cardi is off the outside corner. Two balls and no strikes. Now the Pirates are out in their half of the third inning. They scored six runs in knocking Ferguson Jenkins out of the box. Nottabard came in, and then Rich Nye came in. So at the end of two and one-half innings, the Pirates nine and the Cubs three. Well, the Pirates are a hot ball club. They've won 14 of their last 18. And the Mets will have nine games left to play with Pittsburgh. Ball three, and Cardwell behind the opposing pitcher, 3-0. Cincinnati and Pittsburgh have the two heaviest hitting ball clubs in the National League. Pittsburgh has had as many as four men in the top ten in batting. Roberto Clemente, Matty Alou, Willie Stargell, and Manny Sangui, and all are well over 300. Down the middle, a strike, three and one. Five of the nine against the Pirates will be here at Shea the weekend of September 19th. Fastball, he's taking all away, it's three and two. On the 19th of September, a Friday, the Mets and Pirates play a doubleheader here at Shea at 5 p.m. Play a daily game on Saturday the 20th and a doubleheader on Sunday the 21st. 3-2 delivery, and it hits the bat and goes foul, and that was a break. That was ball four. But Jerry Johnson falling away from the plate, getting out of the way of the pitch. The ball is his back. (laughs) 
New York 2, Philadelphia nothing, and the fifth inning. There goes the runner. And a foul ball wafted back into the crowd. No play. For the Phillies, the base runner is Don Money. He reached on a force play. Two men away, and it's three and two. Open Jerry Johnson, the Philadelphia pitcher. Money is running. The pitch, line drive into center of a fifth. Around second on his way to third is Don Money as A.G. plays the ball back to the infield. And Money goes to third. Johnson now has two for two. Now the Phillies have the tying runs on, and the batter coming up is Terry Harmon. Harmon singled at leading off the ball game. He hit into a force play in the third inning. Rangy infielder has one for two, batting at 231. Each team now has four hits. Now Cardwell in the set position delivers to Harmon a breaking ball at the knees call strike one George Myatt directing the Philly Now Cardwell with his sign here's the wind up the pitch to Briggs fouled off the end of the bat strike one the Cubs went out in order in their half of the third. At the end of three, the Pirates nine and the Cubs three. Bob Beal struck out the side. Tommy Agee pulls over to right center against left-hand batter John Briggs. The bases are loaded and the pitch on the way. Inside and low, one ball and one strike. Mets lead 2-0, but the Phillies are threatening. Now the 1-1 delivery. Hit hard, but foul deep down the right field line. That ball was really ripped. Waiting in the on-deck circle for Philadelphia. Number 15, Richie Allen. So Cardwell facing a crisis here in the fifth inning. The base is loaded, two men away, and the count of one and two on Johnny Briggs. The tall right-hander winds. Here's the pitch on the way. Foul back toward the crowd. No play. Downstairs stays with one ball and two strikes. Briggs' feet close together, cocks the bat. In comes the pitch. Off the outside corner, it's two and two. Don 
Ron Money, the lead runner on third. Jerry Johnson is on second, and Terry Harmon on first. And a line drive caught by Boswell. Bad retired. A diving catch of a line drive by Ken Boswell. The side is out. Boswell just saved two runs. No runs, two hits, no errors, and three left on. We now have an official ball game. We have come four and one half innings. The New York Mets, two, and the Philadelphia Phillies, nothing. to the end of your college days, why not make it a happening? The start of something big. In all the world, only a few thousand men have mastered the skies from the deck of a ship at sea. You could be one of them as a naval aviator. If you're going to be something, why not be something special? It's where it's all happening. Now. Jerry Johnson in the bottom half of the fifth inning. Grody hit a line shot in the visiting bullpen for his sixth home run of the year, his last time up. Here's the pitch on the way. Grounded foul, strike one. So Jerry, in his last two official times at bat, has hit home runs. He had a home run in the eighth inning of the first game yesterday. Now the Pirates are out in the fourth inning. Pittsburgh nine, Chicago three. At the end of three and one half innings. Low and outside, one ball and one strike to Jerry Grody. Well, the constant threat of rain is comforting to know this is now an official ball game. Comforting as long as the Mets are ahead. And a change up high, two balls and one strike. Mets would like to dig in and get some runs for Dan Cardwell here in the last of the fifth inning. Swing and a miss, and the count is two and two. Bud Harrelson on deck, and then Dan Cardwell. Swing and a miss, strike three.
now Buddy Harrelson facing Jerry Johnson, the 25-year-old right-hander. He runs up as if to bunt and takes it outside, ball one. Jerry Johnson has now struck out three after getting Jerry Grody. And a change-up that's over for a call strike, one ball and one strike. Johnson appears to have good stuff. And this looks like it's going to be a very rough, tough ball game. The 1-1 delivery. Inside as Harrelson turned his body away from the plate, and the count is two balls and one strike. Don Cardwell is the on-deck batter. Darren Johnson in close at third against Harrelson. Line drive, fair ball, a base hit right down the left field line. Harrelson is going to try for a second. They may get him. The throw, the slide safe. The throw was mishandled. But Harrelson goes into second. That was going to be a very, very close play at second. The throw by the left fielder Stone on the bounce popped out of the glove of Terry Harmon. It'll be scored a two-base hit for Buddy Harrelson. You can't assume that they would have had him. For the Mets, their fifth base hit of the game. A line double down the left field line by Bud Harrelson. They shift over toward the line so much against Harrelson that even though he hits the ball to the opposite field, it's hard for him to get that extra base hit. Now Don Cardwell is up. Swing and a miss, strike one. Cardi has had six hits. Seven hits, counting his bunt single in this ballgame in 40 times at bat this year. He got a bunt single his last time and only time up in this game because the pitcher, Johnson, slipped on the wet grass and fell flat. Tommy Agee will hit next. Low, outside, one ball and one strike. If the Mets can win and Pittsburgh beats Chicago, the Mets would be just three and one-half games out. Less than a month ago, August 13th, they were nine and a half games back. Cardwell, right-hand hitter. And he takes inside off the ribs. It's two balls and a strike. Two nothing New York. This is the bottom half of inning number five. Harrelson leads from second. And a grounder foul over the head of third base coach Eddie Yost. Two fine young pitchers go in the game tomorrow. Gary Gentry will be trying for his 11th win. Billy Champion, a rookie who came up after the season had started, will be on the mound for Philadelphia. Pitching two and two. Swing and a miss. He got him. Fourth strikeout for Jerry Johnson. Tommy Agee has popped up and sacrificed. Nothing for one. Batting 279. The Mets again today playing without Cleon Jones. 
Leon hitting 348, sidelined with a bad hand. He hurt the hand on the road trip in San Diego. Gill hoping he'll be ready for Monday night. Now Agee takes low and away, one ball and no strikes. Jerry Grody with a home run and Wayne Garrett with a sacrifice fly have driven home the two runs scored by the Mets. And an off-speed delivery inside, 2-0 on Tommy Agee. Against right-handers, Tommy Agee bats leadoff. And against left-handers, he hits third in the order. Ground ball, down to third, grabbed by Johnson over his head. And the long peg to Richie Allen retires the side. He hit down on the ball and took that long high skip and almost got over Johnson's head. No runs, one hit, no errors, and one left on. At the end of five innings. The New York Mets, too, and the Philadelphia Phils, nothing. Having a problem in deciding where to take your group on its next outing? If so, let the Mets Group Sales Department solve it for you. This department is manned by experts in handling both men's and women's groups. These same specialists encourage community and civic organizations, social and fraternal clubs, youth, family, and athletic groups to take in a Mets ball game and enjoy a day at Shea. In addition to providing group ticket sales for a ball game, our representatives will be happy to furnish you with all the details of the beautiful restaurants at Shea Stadium, which are available for parties, large or small, up to 700 persons. For groups of 100 or more, recognition will be given to your organization on the changeable message scoreboard here at Shea. Residents of Connecticut, New Jersey, and New York can easily obtain additional information simply by writing to Group Sales Manager, Shea Stadium, Flushing, New York, 11368. Or if you like, telephone 212-672-3000. The representative handling your area will be more than happy to personally speak before your men's or women's group, large or small, and explain all the details. Call or write today. Doug McGraw starting to warm up in the Mets' bullpen as Richie Allen leads off against Don Cardwell. And a fastball over, strike one call. Cardi ran into a jam in the last inning. The base is loaded and two down. Briggs hit a hard line drive. Boswell was the man of the moment. He hurtled himself through the air and stabbed the liner. Low and outside, one ball and one strike. Richie Allen has hit into a double play engineered by Boswell and fouled out to Clint Bennett a mighty pop-up. It could have seated the clouds. And a squibbler going foul off to the left. No play. It's one ball and two strikes. Today's baseball quiz on the board for the entertainment of the fans here at Shea. Expansion history quiz. Can you name the first player to be picked by the California Angels in the expansion draft of December 1960? Nobody on, nobody out. We're in the top of the sixth. Mets leading 2 nothing. Now the pitch. In the dirt, handled by Jerry Grody, and it's 2-2. Two and two.
That's with the infield back deep against Richie Allen. Allen hitting third in the order. Then comes Callison and Darren Johnson. Swing and a miss. He struck him out. Hardwell with a good breaking ball. Fans Richie Allen. Second strikeout for Don Cardwell, and it brings up Johnny Callison. You know, it takes a certain careful skill to lay down a perfect bunt, and it takes a special skill to brew a great beer. And when that beer is Rheingold, you can see the skill right there in your glass, standing firm and proud. The Rheingold 10-minute head, the sign of a truly great beer. Hard liner fouled on the right field line as Callison goes after the first delivery. Last of the fourth inning in Chicago. Pittsburgh 9, Chicago 3. Way outside. One ball, one strike to the right fielder, Johnny Callison. Callison has struck out and flied to left. He has been with the Phillies for 10 years and has a lifetime major league batting average of 272. Gifted all-around athlete. Way outside. It's two balls and a strike. Darren Johnson timing his swing in the on-deck circle. With Callison, a left-hand batter up, the first base coach, Billy DeMars, retreats down the right field line to give him some room. The 2-1 pitch. Foul, straight back, no play. a very heavy gray overcast. Sun tried to break out a while ago, but has been completely obscured now. Pitching two and two. Low and inside, and the string goes out on Johnny Callison. Callison, a full hitter, Ryan Swoboda, plays him close to the warning track and right. The outfield is so wet that when the outfielders are standing in the outfield, their shoes almost disappear. 3-2 delivery. Towering a fly ball down the right field line. Coming to the line, Ron Swoboda. He's in foul territory, and he has it. Ball was hit so high in the air that Ron didn't have to run fast. He could take his time and be sure he kept his footing. Darren Johnson, the third baseman, has bounced out to third and fly deep to center field. Tommy Agee had to go out on the warning track and ride center to get it. Darren Johnson batting 259. Cubs seem to have been up quite a while in the last of the fourth. Fouled into the dirt right by home plate.
Now Agee moves over toward left center against pull hitter Darren Johnson. And Cardwell's arm comes down. A call strike on the inside corner. A good pitch by Cardi. Don Cardwell, 13-year veteran from Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Two-strike delivery. Curve is in. Strike three call. What a comeback inning by Don Cardwell. He gets the heart of the Philly batting order and strikes out two of the three. No runs, no hits, no errors, and none left on. At the end of five and one-half innings, the New York Mets two and the Philadelphia Phillies nothing. A lot of people these days are asking what this country's coming to. What it's all about. Well, it's about a lot of things that we take for granted. Like arguing with each other. Some places in the world you can't argue out loud about politics, for example. In some places, that's a privilege they're fighting for right now. We take a lot of other things for granted, too. Free enterprise. The new opportunities that people demand and get because they demand it. That's what America is all about. And that's why I'm a pilot in the Air Force Reserve. That's why one weekend a month, I fly. So we can stay on top. So nothing will take us by surprise. Just so we can keep on taking this country of ours for granted. If you have Air Force flying experience, contact the nearest Air Force Reserve unit or the Reserve Affairs Officer at the nearest Air Force base for further information and details. For New York, Wayne Garrett leads off in the last of the sixth inning, and right here we pause for station identification. This is the New York Mets Baseball Network. This is WKAJ-FM, Saratoga Springs, New York. 102.3 on your FM dial, the home of the New York Mets. Of the sixth inning. Wayne Garrett facing Jerry Johnson. The young right-hander's fastball is full foul and snagged in the on-deck circle by Don Clendenin. Garrett drove home the second run for the New York Mets with a sacrifice fly in the third inning. Bud Harrelson tagged and came in to score after the ball was caught. And it's way inside and strikes Garrett on the leg. Wayne goes to first base, hit by a pitch. Here's the answer to the baseball quiz. The first player picked in the 1960 American League expansion draft by the California Angels was pitcher Eli Gerba. They always made a great to-do about the fact that in Eli Gerba's name, there were no vowels. Don Clendenin, batting third in the order, has skied out and struck out. Had a swing and a miss, strike one. Actually, Bob, that's true. They used to say there were no vowels. Actually, the, in the papers, they used to say that. And it wasn't true, of course. There's a missing vowel because A is a vowel. Now Clendenin turns to bunt, but doesn't offer. It's one ball, one strike. Let's see, he spells his name E-L-I-G-R-B-A, isn't that right? Yeah. Yes, G-R-B-A. He's got three consonants in, uh, consecutive consonants without a vowel, but it ends with a vowel, of course. Right.
The 1-1 delivery, a towering fly ball to left field. It's playable. Ron Stone, the left fielder, coming in, is under it, and he takes it for the out. One away in the New York sixth inning, the hitter will be Art Shamsky. Art has flied to right and flied to center. New York, two runs, five hits, no errors. Philadelphia, no runs, four hits, no errors. Don Cardwell made a fine comeback. After suffering through a rocky fifth inning, he came right back to get the heart of the batting order in the sixth inning. And he fanned Richie Allen and Darren Johnson. Pitch to Shamsky. Ground ball on the right side of the diamond. Taken by Harmon. He throws the second force play. Wayne Garrett had to hold up to keep from being hit by the ground ball. So he was easily forced at second. Terry Harmon to Don Money. Shamsky reaching on the force play. It brings up Ken Boswell. The Red Sox lead Washington 9-0 at the end of five innings. Carl Yastrzemski and Sid O'Brien of Homer for Yaz, number 35. Detroit 4, Baltimore 3. They're in the last of the sixth in Detroit. Willie Horton, Paul Blair, and Boog Powell have all homered, and they're all home run hitters. Horton 26, Blair 26, Powell 37. And a call strike on the outside corner to Kenny Boswell. Boswell, single to right. His last time up, he has one for two. Kenneth now raised his batting average to 262. They are now in the top of the fifth inning at Wrigley Field. Pirates nine, Cubs three. Way outside, Boswell lets it go. It's two balls and no strikes. While the Mets are hitting here in the sixth inning, Tug McGraw continues to work in the bullpen. It's outside. It pops out of the glove of Dave Watkins. No chance for an advance. It's two balls and a strike. Eddie Yost is asking Tony Benson about the count. Scoreboard count has 3-0. and oh. Benson says 2-1. and one. Ron Swoboda is the undecular. Now Jerry Johnson up in pitching position. The right-handers pitch on the way. A check swing foul ball. Picked up on the third base. Coaching lines by Eddie Yost. be interesting to see if Leo DeRocher brings Ferguson Jenkins back on Monday night. He might very well do it since Jenkins was knocked out early in the game today. He went out in the third inning. Mets will have Jerry Kuzman Monday and Tom Seaver Tuesday against Chicago. 2-2 delivery. Ball three. Outside of the string is out. Art Shamsky will be running. Three and two. Two men down. Mets scored their two runs in the third inning. Grody led off the last of the third with a home run. 
Later in the inning, Garrett drove Harrelson home with a sacrifice fly. The runner goes, a swing and a miss, and the side is out. For Jerry Johnson, the rookie right-hander, his fifth strikeout. No runs, no hits, no errors, and one left. At the end of six innings, the New York Mets two, and the Philadelphia Bills nothing. This is Bill Cosby. When I was going to college, I realized that many middle-class and upper-class college students didn't realize what was going on in the poverty area. And so, when it came time to teach children from the poverty area, they couldn't very well communicate with them. You have to learn how to communicate with kids who would probably never make it because they were missing out on a good education. Now, today, college kids know what's happening. Now, if you're one of these college graduates who understands the ball game and wants to change the score, think about joining the teacher corps. It's two years of tough work in poverty area schools and communities, plus a tuition-free master's degree with $75 a week. Sounds challenging? You better believe it. Write Teacher Corps, Washington, D.C., 20202. Manager Gil Hodges figuring that Don Cardwell has gone far enough, six innings, so he's bringing in Tug McGraw. To make his 36th appearance, McGraw had won seven and lost three last time out. He had a save for Gentry when he faced only one man in Los Angeles and struck out Willie Davis to end the ball game. Cardwell went six innings, gave up two runs on five hits, struck out three and walked three. Doug McGraw gets a hand as he is announced here at Chase Stadium. Pittsburgh Pirates are still batting in the fifth inning. Ted Abernathy now pitching for the Chicago Cubs at Wrigley Field. Matty Alou walked. Gene Alley sacrificed him to second. Roberto Clemente grounded out with Alou moving to third. And then Oliver hit a two-run homer. Al Oliver has hit a two-run homer for the Pirates in the fifth. They are still batting, leading the Chicago Cubs by a score of 11-3. to The Philadelphia Phillies will be coming up here to face Tug McGraw. Here is the paid attendance. 20,477. Ladies, 965. Midget Mets, 11,230. Total in the ballpark, 33,421. Taylor's going to come up here to bat for Ron Snow now that the Mets have switched off to a left-hander. Taylor, a right-hand batter, and here's a swing and a ground ball back through the box out into center field for a base hit for Tony Taylor. A.G. is charging it and plays it back. Dave Watkins coming up.
Watkins has fouled out and grounded into a force play so far. He's a right-hand batter. Mets are leading 2-0. Now McGraw with a pitch. That is high for a ball. McGraw again sets up, checks the runner. Here's the pitch. Swung on and missed. It's one and one. Don Glendennon is holding against the runner at first base. Lowell Palmer gets up to throw in the bullpen now for the Phillies. Watkins is the number seven man in the order. Doug McGraw delivers and it is high for a ball. He goes behind two and one now to Dave Watkins. Phillies batting in the top of the seventh. Boston Red Sox are batting in the bottom of the sixth, leading Washington 9-0. Swing and a miss. It's strike two. Carl Yastrzemski hit his 35th homer in the first one on for Boston, and Sid O'Brien hit his eighth in the second with one on. This will be a 2-2 delivery. High and away, the count goes full at 3-2. and two. The end of six innings of play, Detroit four, Baltimore three. Willie Horton home it for Detroit, his 26. Paul Blair home it for Baltimore, his 26. And Boog Powell for Baltimore, his 37. Here's a swing and a miss, strike three. A strikeout. One away. As Tug McGraw got Dave Watkins and Don Money, the number eight man in the order, is coming up. The Yankees are at Cleveland tonight. Minnesota at Oakland on the West Coast later this afternoon. White Sox are at California against the Angels at Anaheim tonight. Kansas City at Seattle tonight. Glendennon holds against the runner. Tony Taylor at first base. Rick Joseph moves out to the on-deck circle. Here's a swing and a miss. Breaking pitch. It's strike one. Rick Joseph is out there to bat for Jerry Johnson with Lowell Palmer throwing in the bullpen. Here's a strike one delivery, and it swung on and hit in the air to right field. Swoboda racing over, over, does, and makes the catch. Swoboda with a circus catch in right field. Getting along the wet grass on his shoulder, but the baseball snuggled firmly in the glove. What a catch by Swoboda. It would have been sure extra bases. The hand is for Swoboda in right field. Now Rick Joseph will bat for Jerry Johnson. That was a line drive to right. And Swoboda raced toward the line. He had that arm extended as far as he could get it. And the ball hit squarely in the pocket about a foot off the ground. He hit on his shoulder, skidded along on the wet grass, and held on firmly to the baseball. So now, Rick Joseph is up to bat for Jerry Johnson. Two men out. Taylor at first. Here's a screwball. Swung on and missed for strike one. Rick Joseph is hitting 281. He has six homers and 34 runs batted in. Again, Tug McGraw checks the runner at first, and here is the pitch. 
swung on, hammered on the ground, foul back of third. It goes to two strikes. In that game at Wrigley Field, the homer hit by Al Oliver in the fifth inning with one on was his 15th of this season. The Cubs started today with Ferguson Jenkins. In the third inning, he was relieved by Don Notterbart. Rich Nye also came in in the third. And Abernathy in the fifth. Bob Beal's been in all the way for Pittsburgh. Here's a pitch a little high. One and two to Rick Joseph. Atlanta at Cincinnati tonight. Montreal at St. Louis tonight. The Giants at Houston tonight. The Dodgers at San Diego tonight. San Diego has taken two straight from the Dodgers. Right here, two men out in the runner at first. The Mets are leading two to nothing. Here's a pitch to Joseph. A little low. Count goes even at 2-2. With the Cubs batting in the bottom of the fifth, Glenn Beckert grounded out. Billy Williams grounded out. And Ron Santo popped up. So the Cubs ride in order in the fifth. The Pirates are now batting in the sixth, leading 11-3. Here's a swing and a miss. A change curveball. That got Rick Joseph way out in front for the strike. Out the second for McGraw. So it is no runs, a hit, no errors, and one left. In the middle of the seventh inning, the score is the Mets two and the Phils nothing. Well, the hand you hear is for Ron Swoboda as he comes into the Mets dugout for the catch he made out in right. Phillies will be here again tomorrow afternoon. Then the Chicago Cubs come in Monday night, Tuesday night. Montreal Expos will be here for a Twanite doubleheader on Wednesday and a Thursday afternoon single game. Mets go on the road coming back on Friday night, September 19th for a Twanite doubleheader against the Pirates. Saturday afternoon, the 20th against the Pirates. Sunday afternoon, doubleheader of the Mets and the Pirates at Shea. St. Louis Cardinals here Tuesday night and Wednesday night, the 23rd and 24th. And by the way, that final home game on the 24th will be played starting at 7.05 p.m. That's so that all the school-age youngsters will have time to see the ball game and then get home uh, fairly early and be ready for school the next day. And there'll be a gift for all the fans coming into the ballpark that last day of the home season on Wednesday night, September 24th. Well, we're getting changes now for the Philadelphia Phillies as they bring Lowell Palmer in to do the pitching. Lowell Palmer comes in to do the pitching, and Tony Taylor stays in the ballgame at third base. Garrett Johnson goes into left field. Ron Stone was removed for pinch hitter Tony Taylor. Lowell Palmer's making his 19th appearance. He has won two and lost six last time out of Los Angeles. He worked an inning in which he gave up no runs and no hits. Swoboda will be leading off of the Mets, and he'll get a hand when he's announced here. Jerry Johnson worked the first six innings. Johnson gave up two runs on five hits. Now Swoboda steps up. The 
as Lowell Palmer's first pitch bunted up into the air, and can they get to it? A diving catch is made by catcher Dave Watkins up the third baseline, and he held on for the out. The plate umpire, Tony Vincent, couldn't see it. He was behind the catcher, so third base umpire Paul Pryor made the call. Swoboda, trying to bunt his way on, got it up into the air up the third baseline, was in fair territory, but catcher Dave Watkins went up there about 30 feet, dived and made the catch. Now, Jerry Grody, who had a home run leading off the third, he struck out in the fifth. The Mets are leading here, 2 nothing. The hits are all even at five each. Mets are batting in the bottom of the seventh. Low and away, a curveball. Bounded all over the glove of Watkins. No damage done. There are no base runners. It's 1-0. Now the delivery outside as Grody moved up as though to bunt the ball. Tony Taylor, who just came into the game, is playing a deep third base. The homer by Grody in the third gave the Mets their first run, and they got another in the same inning. Harrelson scored on a sacrifice fly by Garrett. Here's a fastball foul back. Two and one. The Mets started the day four and one half games back of the division leading Chicago Cubs. After today's game, the Mets have 26 games to play, 13 here and 13 on the road. Lowell Palmer offers 2-1 to Grody. Fires low and away. It's out to three balls and a strike with Bud Harrelson waiting around on deck. Here's a 3-1 delivery. Lowe, he walked in. So the Mets get a base runner with one man out. Bud Harrelson is two for two. He's had a single and a double. Throw to first. Brody's back. Now again, Palmer with the pitch, and it's low to Harrelson. Tony Taylor coming in. As Harrelson squared as though to bunt the ball, it is ball one. Paid attendance here, 20,477. To give the Mets a total season paid attendance of 1,759,910. This pitch is in for a call strike. He wasn't bunting there. It's 1-1. The total attendance in the ballpark this rainy Saturday afternoon, 33,421. Ladies and midget Mets accounting for the difference between the paid and the total.
Palmer is checking. Here's the one-one delivery. It's low and away. Two and one now to Bud Harrelson. We'll be on the air tomorrow at 2 p.m. with the finale of this four-game series. Runner goes, swing and a miss, throw to second, and he is out by a good margin. Shortstop Don Money putting the tag on Jerry Grody. So the Mets played hit and run. The pitch was high and away. Harrelson tried to protect him as best he could. Swung and missed it 2-2. Now to him with two men out. Doug McGraw is waiting on deck. The Mets are leading 2-0, and they're batting in the bottom of the seventh. Here's a swing out of drive down the right field out of it. Stays fair. Could be extra bases. It's a fair ball. Harrelson's on his way to second. Getting to the ball now is Tallison, and Harrell goes, Harrelson goes in standing with a double. Bud Harrelson's second double of the day. He has had three base hits. And Doug McGraw is coming up. Well, Pittsburgh batting in the sixth inning. Richie Hebner singled a left. Carl Taylor beat out a hit to Abernathy. Freddie Pontek sacrificed the runners along. Bob Beal grounded to third. The runners holding. And Matty Alou single for two more runs. It's the Pirates 13 on the Cubs 3. Swing and a foul ball off to the right side out of play. Here's a strike one pitch. Swung on and fouled off to the right side out of play. It's strike two. This will be an 0-2 delivery. Swung on, fouled off. The Mets have two runs, six hits. The Phillies have no runs. They have five hits. The Mets and the Borden Company are pleased that the games between the Mets and the Cubs on Monday night, the 8th and Tuesday night tonight, two of the most important games of the year, are available to the holders of Borden's coupon. Just a swing to drive into left. It's in for a base hit. Harold Smith coming home. Here's Darren Johnson throw at the plate. He's safe. Moving on to second base now. It's McGraw. He goes in head first. He's safe. So the Mets have a runner at second. They're leading by a score of three to nothing. Doug McGraw getting up now to brush off his uniform as he moved on to second when the throw at the plate rolled away from catcher Dave Watkins. McGraw with a single and a run batted in, took second on the throw. John Boozer is up and throwing in the bullpen now. Kirk Farrell is up and throwing in the bullpen. Lowell Palmer is pitching with sunglasses on. We would have to presume that they are ground lenses and that he wears glasses and that he happened to have the sunglasses when he warmed up when the sun was shining. But now the sun has disappeared and he is still pitching with sunglasses. McGraw gets his jacket. McGraw, run batted in, took second on the throw, and Tommy Agee is coming up. Yeah.
In that sixth inning with Pittsburgh batting, Gene Alley walked, Lou going to second, and Semeny grounded out. So the inning ended with Pittsburgh leading 13-3 over the Cubs. Here's a breaking switch, pitch low and away. At Wrigley Field in Chicago, the Cubs are coming up in the bottom of the sixth inning with the Pirates leading them 13-3. By the way, they play again tomorrow also at Wrigley Field. This pitch is in for a call strike. It's one and one. The Pirates have the kind of a lineup in batting order that can put you into a slump. They won yesterday over the Cubs. They're leading 13-3 today. Keep in mind the fact that the Mets and Pirates have nine games just to play. Here's a swing and a ground ball to short. Bobo by Money. No play. As McGraw holds it third. Money seeing he had no play at first after he recovered the ball. Fired over to third, hoping to get McGraw on a turn, but did not. And it's an error charge against Money. Runners at first and third. Wayne Garrett coming up. We've started to say that the holders of the Borden coupons may use them on Monday and Tuesday nights. However, since it's impossible to judge how many people will avail themselves of that privilege, 5,000 seats have been set aside each night for the coupon holders. Here's a pitch foul back to strike one. So the Mets suggest that unless you can be at Chase Stadium early on either of those nights, you plan to use your Borden coupons on Wednesday evening, September 10th, or one of the other Borden dates remaining on the schedule, Thursday afternoon, September 11th, Saturday afternoon, September 20th, or Tuesday night, September 23rd. Here's a strike one pitch to Garrett. Swung on, looped out of the left field, and moving up is Darren Johnson to make the catch, and the side is out. Darren Johnson coming up to make the grab. The Mets get a run. On two hits and an arrow, leaves two. The end of seven full innings of play. The score is the Mets three, and the Phils nothing. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Harry Von Zell with a message from the Government Educational Foundation. When you buy a house or a car, you pretty much read every word in your mortgage papers or your order form. Why then, when you have an investment in freedom, don't you study the contract you have with the United States of America? Every American is a contract citizen of the United States. We live under laws which we permit to be passed. We carry on our day-to-day activities under regulations and ordinances approved by our elected officials. But behind all of these statutes is a document many know about but few have ever really studied, the Constitution of the United States. Here is your opportunity to get this living work without cost or obligation. For your copy of the United States Constitution, write to Law and Order, Box 1627, Washington, D.C., Zip 20013. Law and Order, Washington, D.C., Box 1627, Zip 20013. A public service message from the Government Educational Foundation. Through seven innings of play here at Chase Stadium, the Mets three runs, seven hits, no errors. The Phillies no runs, five hits and one error. Doug McGraw is working in relief of Don Cardwell, who pitched the first six innings. And it'll be top of the batting order up for the Phillies in the eighth schedule to send up Terry Harmon, John Briggs, and Richie Allen. In a low-score ballgame, what you try to do is keep runners off the bases ahead of Richie Allen. Starting the day, the Mets were trailing the Chicago Cubs by three games in the loss column. But the Cubs appear to be losing at Wrigley Field. So that might change. 
what you want to do is to try to keep the games that you're behind in the loss column less than the number of games you have to play against that team so that you can, on your own, make up the difference in head-and-head competition. The Mets will be playing the Cubs four times. Twice in New York, twice in Chicago. All right, Terry Harmon's up. Here's the pitch. And it's in there for a call strike. Why do they call the lost column the all-important lost column? Here's the pitch to Harmon. Swung on it on the ground to short. Big hop up to Harrelson. Crossed in time, and there's one away. John Briggs will be coming up. Well, it's all-important because if you are behind in the lost column, you might win all the rest of your games and still not win unless the team ahead of you also lost so that you are not in control of your destiny as long as you are behind in the lost column. You must depend on the other team losing ball games. Pitch to the left-hand batter, and it's in for a call strike. Of course, if you have more games against that team than you are behind, you figure that you can control it by winning yourself in the head-and-head competition. Strike one delivery. Breaking pitch in for a call. Strike two. One man out. Nobody on base. And Richie Allen is on deck. Two-strike pitch to Briggs. Breaks low for a ball, and it's one and two. McGraw looks to Jerry Grody for the side. The pitch is low for a ball. With the Cubs batting in the sixth, Ernie Banks grounded out third to first. Jim Hickman grounded out third to first. Randy Hundley walks. And Young forced Hundley to end the inning. The Pirates are batting in the seventh at Wrigley Field, leading the Chicago Cubs 13-3. Ball is fouled back out of play. Tried Royal Crown Cola lately. It's moving up fast in popularity, catching on all over the country. Get with R.C., the comer. Two-two pitch, swung on, hammered on the ground, deep first base, second by Clendon, and he goes to McGraw in time to get a speeding John Briggs. Three-one if you're scoring, two away. We pause for station identification. This is the New York Mets Baseball Network. You're listening to New York Mets Baseball from WKAJ-FM 102.3 on your FM dial in Saratoga Springs, New York. This is Lindsey Nelson with Bob Murphy and Ralph Kiner at Chase Stadium in New York, and Richie Allen is coming up with nobody on and two men out. He hit into a double play, fouled out to the catcher, and struck out so far today. On the home schedule of the Mets, they have three doubleheaders remaining this year. Wednesday, September 10th against the Montreal Expos. Friday, September 19th against the Pittsburgh Pirates. Pitch is low for a ball, and a Sunday doubleheader against the Pirates starting at 1.05 on September 21st. It swung out and popped up to the right side. Boswell retreats to the outfield grass, waiting for the towering pop and makes the catch. McGraw gets the Phillies in order in the eighth. 
No runs, no hits, no errors, none left. In the middle of the eighth inning, the score is the Mets three and the Phillies nothing. This is Bob Walton of Walton Sports Shop, Lake Avenue in Saratoga Springs. Now you can have action the year-round with Johnny Stewart's transistorized Electrocall Crow and Varmint Caller. When you project these sounds on the Electrocall, you get results. Foxes, bobcats, and especially crows come as fast as they can run or fly. Crow and Varmint Calling is a sport you can enjoy year-round, day and night, in most areas of the country. Sharpen your eye for the coming hunting season and at the same time, help get rid of predators. Stop in at Walton Sports Shop in Saratoga Springs for a demonstration on how to call crows and fox and have fun doing it. Ask to see the Johnny Stewart Electrocall. Crows and varmints can't resist the calling sounds of the game in Crow Callers Library. Remember, that's Walton Sports Shop, Lake Avenue, Saratoga Springs, where sportsmen cater to sportsmen. The Mets are up in the fifth, and it's Don Clendenner to lead off. Fly to center, struck out, and fly to left. Facing Lowell Palmer. Slider swung on and missed for strike one. Art Chamsky next in the order for the Mets. Palmer with a strike one pitch. Swung on and missed, strike two. We had heavy rains in the area this morning. There is water standing around the warning track in the outfield, but the game started only a very few minutes late. The only reason it started late at all was because the starting pitcher took a little extra time to get warmed up. Here's a two-strike pitch. Swung on and on the ground, back to Palmer. He feels it cleanly, waits for Allen to cover, throws to first in time to get Clint Dunnett. So there's one away, and Art Shamsky will be the batter. He flied to right, flied to center, and grounded into a force play. Shamsky's batting average for the season stands right now at 298. Pitch to the left-hand batter. Outside for a ball. The Pittsburgh Pirates batting in the seventh. Oliver grounded out to first base. Manny Sanguian popped out to shortstop. Richie Hefner grounded out. The Cubs are coming up in the bottom of the seventh with the Pirates leading 13-3 at Wrigley Field. The pitch way inside, and he is hit by the pitch ball. Our Chamsky is hit by the pitch ball and goes to first base. We're going to get a runner, Al Weiss, running for Shamsky. The Mets are leading three to nothing here. And they're batting in the bottom of the eighth. Ken Boswell's coming up. Grounded out to first base, had a base hit to right, and struck out swinging. Mets have three runs on seven hits. The Phillies have no runs, they have five hits. Lowell Palmer with the pitch. Way outside for a ball. He's working in relief of Jerry Johnson, who started and worked the first six innings. Now the 1-0 delivery. And it's in there for a call strike. It's one and one. 
Well, now the fans will start uh, to conjecture about the Monday and Tuesday night games between the Mets and the Cubs and what the pitching rotation might be. That'll be a subject for discussion. Here's a 1-1 delivery. High and away for a ball. It's 2-1. The Mets figure to have Kuzman and Seaver ready. And it figured that the Cubs would have Bill Hands ready, but uh, they just might bring Ferguson Jenkins back since he was not in the ballgame very long today. He was relieved in the third inning. This will be a 2-1 delivery. Runner goes, and it is outside. So to second, and Weiss is out at second base. Shortstop, Don Money. Put a tag on Weiss. The count is 3-1 and one to Boswell at the plate. That is the third base runner that the Mets have sent down in a similar situation, and it's the third time they lost him. Here's a swing and a foul ball backing out of play. Another thing that enters into the discussion of the pitchers that the Cubs will be using is the fact that Bill Hand's normal turn would be tomorrow. Now, there had been rumors out of Chicago that Leo DeRocher was figuring on holding hands out a day, just as the Giants held Marichal out a day for the Mets. However, with uh, the Pirates bombing the Cubs a little bit today, that might change. Here's the pitch outside. Boswell draws a walk. Bill Hands has beaten the New York Mets three out of four times with extremely strong performances. But Leo DeRocha might figure that having lost to the Pirates yesterday and being way behind today, that if he loses big today, he might have to bring Hands in as his stopper tomorrow, and it would be his normal turn. Well, that's what it's all about. Those discussions and those determinations. Swoboda's up, breaking pitches in for a call strike. And I must say it's fun for Met fans and those of us who've been following the Mets for eight years to be in discussions like that in September. Here's a breaking pitch inside. It's one and one. Boswell is the base runner at first. Two men out. Here's a one-one pitch. Curveball way inside. If you'd like to look ahead to the top of the ninth, the Phillies will be scheduled to send up John Callison, Darren Johnson, and Tony Taylor. Palmer checks the runner. Here's the pitch. Swung on and hit up the middle. It's going through for a base hit for Swoboda. Boswell turns second on his way to third. Then the fielder John Briggs has to meet the ball on the slow outfield turf. Has no play as Boswell goes in standing at third. And Swoboda's on at first with a base hit. So Jerry Grody's coming up. He had a home run to give the Mets their first run in this game in the third. That's when he has struck out and walked. The Mets are leading 3-0, but how many is enough? They'd like more before going to the ninth inning. John Boozer and Turk Farrell get up to throw in the bullpen now for the Philadelphia Phillies. Palmer off the stretch. Here is the pitch to Grody, and it is in there for a call strike. Bud Harrelson kneeling on deck. 
The lights have been on here at Shea since the start of the ball game today, although we had one period, a stretch of a few innings, when the sun managed to break through the overcast. It is now overcast and rather dark. There's a swing and a ground ball to second. Second there by Terry Harmon. Played to Richie Allen. Grody grounds out the side. Is retired. It is no runs. One hit, a hit bat from the walk. And two men left. So, at the end of eight full innings of play, the score is the Mets three and the Phillies nothing. It's nothing new. It costs money to brew a great beer. It cost money back in 1837. It costs money today. Rheingold started brewing beer in this country in 1837, using the finest ingredients money could buy. And even though things cost a lot more today, Rheingold's still buying those same high-quality ingredients. The finest malt, choice imported in domestic hops. Costly ingredients that give Rheingold its great extra-dry flavor. And it's proud 10-minute head. Try English Rheingold, the try dinner. Ask for Rheingold whenever you buy dinner. Rheingold's tennessee so high. Rheingold's brewed extra dry. Won't you try extra dry Rheingold beer? The Rheingold 10-minute head. Haven't you timed it yet? Rheingold Breweries, New York and Orange, New Jersey. Working in relief of Don Cardwell, who is the pitcher of record for the Mets. And Rod Gasper comes in playing left field now for the New York Mets. Rod Gasper is in left field. Callison getting ready to lead off here in the ninth for the Phillies. The Chicago Cubs are batting in the bottom of the seventh at Wrigley Field with the Pirates leading them 13 to 3. Weiss now comes in playing second base for the New York Mets. Al Weiss. Weiss for Boswell, Gasper in for Shamsky. You'll recall that Weiss was a runner for Shamsky. Here's a swing and a miss. So Weiss will be number four in the batting order in case you're keeping a scorecard. And Gasper will be number five. Strike one to John Callison, who's gone 0 for 3. Here's a swing and a foul ball. Nothing in two to count to Callison, who's followed by Darren Johnson in the order. Some of the fans down below are now raising umbrellas, getting out the foul weather gear. It's begun to rain a little bit here. Here's a swing and a miss, strike three. McGraw strikes out Callison. Third strikeout for McGraw. One away for the Phillies batting on the top of the ninth, and Darren Johnson's coming up. Grounded out, flyed out, called out on strike.
Doug McGraw's pitch to Johnson is low for a ball. One thing about the Mets fans here today, most of them brought umbrellas because the rain came as no surprise. It rained a good part of the morning. And they're staying right there in the lower field boxes with the umbrellas raised. Here's a pitch low. It's 2-0 to Johnson. Followed by Tony Taylor in the Philly order. The Mets are leading 3 to nothing. pitch. And it's in there for a call strike. The Cubs got a run in the seventh inning. Here is the 2-1 pitch. Swung on and lined into left and it's going to be in for a base hit for Darren Johnson. Threw a puddle or two. It's picked up by Gasper. Played back. Darren Johnson singles to left. That is the sixth hit for the Philadelphia Phillies. Tony Taylor is coming up. With the Cubs batting in the seventh, Nate Oliver batted for Ted Abernathy and flied out to Alou. Don Kessinger singled to center. Glenn Beckett walked. John Hairston, who had replaced Williams, up in his big league debut, and he flied to Taylor. Sando single, scoring Oliver, and Banks slide to Alou. So the Cubs picked up a run in the seventh inning. That would make it 13-4. to four. Here's a swing and a miss. It's strike one to Tony Taylor. Taylor's been up one time and delivered a ground ball base hit up the middle. Now pitch high for a ball. It's one and one. Mets are leading by a score of three to nothing. The Phillies are batting in the top half of the ninth inning. Darren Johnson leads it first. Clendenin playing behind him. Here's a curveball. Swung on and missed. Actually, he got his bat on it. And it fell right at the feet of catcher Jerry Grody. One and two. The one-two delivery is high. To Taylor, it's two-two. With Dave Watkins on deck. One man out. Well, a good many of the umbrellas are being lowered now that a little shower is about to stop. 2-2 delivery. Swung on and hit the short. One off to Harrelson. He goes over to Weiss. That's one. A double play and the ball game is over. The double play goes Harrelson to Weiss to Clendenin. Doug McGraw gets his 11th save, and he's getting congratulations all around as Don Cardwell gets the victory, and the New York Mets have won their ball game, and the Cubs are trailing by a big margin with the Pittsburgh Pirates batting in the top of the eighth inning at Wrigley Field in Chicago. So right here in the ninth inning, no runs, a hit, no errors, and none left. We'll be back in a moment with the final summary and totals. Right now, the final score of this game is the Mets three and the Phillies nothing. Having a problem in deciding where to take your group on its next outing? If so, let the Mets Group Sales Department solve it for you. This department is manned by experts in handling both men's and women's groups. These same specialists encourage community and civic organizations, social and fraternal clubs, youth, family, and athletic groups to take in a Mets ball game and enjoy a day at Shea. In addition to providing group ticket sales for a ball game, our representatives will be happy to furnish you with all the details of the beautiful restaurants at Shea Stadium, which are available for parties, large or small, up to 700 persons. 
organizations. For groups of 100 or more, recognition will be given to your organization on the changeable message scoreboard here at Shea. Residents of Connecticut, New Jersey, and New York can easily obtain additional information simply by writing to Group Sales Manager, Shea Stadium, Flushing, New York, 11368. Or if you like, telephone 212-672-3000. The representative handling your area will be more than happy to personally speak before your men's or women's group, large or small, and explain all the details. Call or write today. Here at Shea Stadium, the New York Mets have defeated the Philadelphia Phillies by a score of three to nothing, and it is an important and a big ball game because at Wrigley Field in Chicago, the Pittsburgh Pirates are leading the Cubs by a score of 13 to four in the eighth inning. Starting out this afternoon, it was Don Cardwell on the mound for the New York Mets against Jerry Johnson for the Philadelphia Phillies. The first run was scored, leading off in the bottom of the third when Jerry Grody hit a home run over the left field fence. Then Bud Harrelson was on with a base hit, and Don Cardwell, and bunting the ball, was also on with a base hit, and it was a play on which Jerry Johnson came down off the mound to field the bunt and slipped down, scored as a base hit because of the condition of the field. Then Tommy Agee sacrificed the runners along, and Wayne Garrett flat out to deep left, allowing Harrelson to tag and score after the catch, and the Mets had two runs. Cardwell, meanwhile, was keeping things well in check. And at the end of six innings, because he had thrown a lot of pitches, manager Gil Hodges decided he'd gone far enough and brought in Tug McGraw. And Tug McGraw finished up maintaining the shutout. It is the tenth combined shutout for the Met pitching staff this season. For Cardwell, his third consecutive victory, and he has not lost a game since July 27th. The New York Mets figured they needed all the insurance runs they could get. And after Lowell Palmer came in in relief of Johnson in the seventh, they got another when Jerry Grody, or rather when Bud Harrelson double with two men out and Tug McGraw, single to left, driving him home. So that was it. The Mets had their three runs and Tug McGraw continued to shut them out. And the Mets got out with a win to go ahead in the series, two games to one. And we'll have another game here tomorrow afternoon when we'll be on the air at 2 p.m. It'll be Gary Gentry going for the New York Mets and Billy Champion for the Philadelphia Phillies. Now, we'll be back with more about the Mets in just one minute. The finest in Italian cuisine and a wide array of steaks, chops, and seafood await your dining pleasure at Mangino's Restaurant, located in the south end of Saratoga Lake. But there's a big difference between just ordinary Italian or American cuisine and Mangino's fine foods. At Mangino's, your order is never prepared hours before. Mangino's realize that good food cannot be hurried, and they ask you to give them a little time to prepare it properly. All dishes are prepared to your order when your order is placed, never simmering away for hours or minutes in the kitchen. And that's the big difference at Mangino's. Why not enjoy eating Italian food the way it should be savored and done at Mangino's Restaurant, located in the south end of Saratoga Lake at Route 9P, just two miles from Route 9. A complete line of Italian specialties are served to tempt the palate, and their steaks and chops and seafood are equally as delightful. If you're planning a banquet or party for up to 75 people, call Mangino's for their special party menu. They'll be happy to give you complete details. That's Mangino's Restaurant, the home of truly fine foods, Route 9P, the south end of Saratoga Lake. VintageBaseballReflections.com features a treasure chest of baseball audio. The wonderful thing is the audio isn't a guy like me or a few talking heads reflecting on players, seasons, or teams. It is the actual players from that era. 
analysis from that era, giving you an uncut, unfiltered, unrecent day stance on what it was like then. These are real-time clips from that era. Now, we encourage you to check out our entire back catalog of baseball audio. And if you like old-time games, and folks, and folks, you are not alone. Join the membership section to enjoy interacting with fans, scoring games with folks just like you, and listening to hundreds of radio broadcasts that were baseball classics. As a special offer to you, type in This Day in Baseball for a discount just for you. And if you enjoyed the show, hit the plus sign to subscribe, follow us on the socials, and above all, share us with your friends who love baseball history just like you.